And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to it. It is chewing the fat. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. The question today to mask or not to mask, to say words or not to say words. These are the questions that we all must answer in today's world. For instance, according to a Wall Street Journal promoted tweet over the weekend, uh, very misleading, it talks about uh, COVID-19 and the coronavirus. And the tweet is, surface contamination and fleeting encounters are less of a worry than close-up person-to-person interactions for extended periods. But the picture that is accompanying this tweet is a picture of people dining. They're, you know, jammed together dining at a restaurant outside. Well, that hasn't happened in, I don't know, forever. I mean, you know, what seems like forever. But what has been happening? Let's see. What has been happening? What has been happening? Oh, I know. Uh, the protesters slash rioters have been going on and those numbers are increasing our coronavirus numbers, but nobody wants to talk about that because they're, they're doing it for the right cause, I guess. It's just incredible. Pelosi and Biden want to make the masks mandatory. Uh, you know, of course, Trump and Pence are encouraging people to wear masks, but they are leaving it up to, I don't know, your decision. And of course, they defer to the governors, which is good. I mean, states' rights, that's supposed to happen. I get it. But there's plenty of people in those states that are freaking out. And, you know, we're walking that fine line of, well, we're going to leave it to the counties. Well, we're going to leave it to the cities. And then we have nightmare people in charge of the counties. So everyone must, must wear a mask. Not only are they leaving it to the businesses to decide, but now they're leaving it. They're not leaving anyone to decide. Oh, you could not wear a mask. You just can't go outside and go shopping anywhere. And now you've got, you know, crossing guards at each store door telling people you're not wearing a mask, get out of here, you can't shop here. There's no middle ground. No middle ground whatsoever as to, is something wrong? Uh, Why aren't you wearing a mask? Can you wear a mask? Nope, it's if you don't wear a mask, you're trying to kill people, get out of here. Well, I mean, I know it's almost like kicking a dead horse now, but... If you're not sick and you've decided that you don't want to wear a mask or can't wear a mask, then why are you freaking out on me? Put your mask on and move on with your life. It's just incredible. And then we get to words and phrases. And this story is just amazing to me. A U.S. district judge in California... Uh, complimented a court official and is now stepping down from his senior post as leader of the federal court jurisdiction that he was in charge of. He's still going to be a judge. He's not going to be the leader. And we'll see how long that remains. So the judge, Cormac J. Carney, uh, was in a webinar 
giving an overview of his vision for his time as chief judge and discuss the protests and vandalisms and, uh, you know, around the country. And it's said, he said, quite frankly, it's sad seeing our courthouse, our courthouses vandalized with graffiti. And he began discussing uh, his adjusting to the role as chief district judge. And then he brought up his clerk, Curry Gray. He said, fortunately for me, we have a fabulous clerk of the court in Curry Gray. She's, and it might be Carrie, K-I-R-Y, Gray. She's so street smart and really knows her job. Apparently, you can't call people, African-American people, street smart anymore. People actually complained that he called Curry Gray street smart. Um, then he tried to justify it. Well, to me, the term means a person, which he should not have done. He should not have. And never bend a knee to the rage mob. To me, he goes on to say, as trying to justify it, the term means a person of great common sense, initiative, and ability to work with people and get things done. It saddened me greatly to learn that some people view the term to be demeaning of people of color. I never knew that there was a different definition of the term. That's because there isn't. It's made up. I don't even know if Ms. Gray actually felt bad about it or complained about it, but that doesn't matter because someone got their panties in a wad. And so apparently he's apologized to Ms. Gray and concluded that a simple apology will not put this matter to rest. There'll be a division in the court, unnecessary, negative, and hurtful publicity, and a diversion from the court's essential mission of administering justice if I were to continue serving as chief district judge. So he's stepping down. We are in a really, really weird, sad, bad place. Hey, <laughs> welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> Now then, we have the Stop Hate for Profit campaign going on. What is that? I mean, companies are jumping ship to advertise on Facebook and Instagram and even Twitter for that matter and all social media. But Facebook and Instagram are the, the front runners because of uh, the outlook from Zuckerberg saying that, uh, you know, hey, it's okay. We're just, you know, we can let stuff run. You mean, and be a social media platform without actually just pulling content? Well, we can't have that. We cannot have that. So companies like, um, oh, I don't know, Coca-Cola. Uh, and I mean, there are at least 90 marketers are pulling the plug on advertising with Facebook and Instagram. It's incredible. And their statement, at least from the Coca-Cola CEO, and he pretty much speaks on behalf of all of them, although he's not saying that. We're just reading between the lines here. That's what we do. Uh, James uh, Quincy, 
from uh, Coca-Cola CEO, there is no place for racism in the world. And there is no place for racism on social media. Oh, uh, the Coca-Cola company will pause paid advertising on all social media platforms globally for at least 30 days. We will take this time to reassess our advertising policies to determine whether revisions are needed. We also expect greater accountability and transparency from our social media partners. Oh, the beverage giant has been posting quotes and we've seen it, uh, you know, about diversity and ending systemic racism on its Twitter account and uh, has been a big supporter of, uh, you know, Bubba Wallace, which is you know, fine until they won't let the noose go away. They won't let the noose go away. And if you, as a side note, as a side note, you can uh, hear Burgess Owens on my YouTube channel. I did an interview with him and I posted it this weekend. And he has a great thought, comment on lynching that you should hear. Uh, he wants everyone to know that when you hear lynching, he wants you to think about a certain group. Who could that group be? Who could that group be? Well, listen to the interview with Burgess. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, at Jeffy JFR, you can, uh, you can hear a clip from my interview. Uh, and you can go and watch the whole thing on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat, or you can listen to the entire uh, conversation on podcast, Chewing the Fat, which you can subscribe to on multiple platforms, whatever one warms the cockles of your heart. Of course, iTunes and Spotify are, I mean, the two best, right? At least today that is. However, these companies, it is incredible how they are jumping ship. And I don't know how Zuckerberg is surviving. Uh, I mean, Facebook shares dropped 8.3% on Friday, eliminating $56 billion from the company's market value. Wow. I mean, Zuck is only number four now on the index's net worth. He's only worth $82.3 billion. I don't know how he's getting by. I mean, he and the wife must have had to, you know, go get a couple of frozen pizzas or something this weekend just to, you know, be able to survive. Maybe he called up, uh, you know, Bezos or Gates or uh, uh, the head of uh, Louis Vuitton there, <laughs> who was number three, uh, you know, ask him for a little loan. You know, so he and the wife could have a, you know, a little dinner out of the town. These companies are out of control, man. Out of control. They want, I mean, is there is there a place for racism? No. Do we want racism? Absolutely not. Do we want it on social media? No. Will it be there? Yes. Can you not look at it and read it? Yes. Can you read it and keep scrolling and go, wow, that person is an idiot and move on with your life. Apparently you can't do that anymore. You can't do it in your life anymore. So, okay. All these companies, man, are just pulling the plug on advertising, at least through the original plan was, you know, they wanted to try to boycott, uh, uh you know, through July. And now they, most of these companies are, you know, 
pulling the plug through the end of the year. Now, does this help these companies in this time? Absolutely. Is this a good cause to jump on for them to be able to not spend? Yes. Let's be honest. These companies were looking for a way out anyway, right? Yes. All these companies are struggling very much. And so they're looking for a way out. This is a good way out. Is it a good way out though? I don't know. I don't know. It drives me crazy. It really just drives me insane. Stop the hate for profit campaign. It just... can't have anybody make a profit at all on anything anymore but all these companies are these mega companies worth billions of dollars oh they're gonna stop making a profit right right they want to make more of a profit from you that believe that they're on the right side of stop hate for profit campaign it's just what's the word I'm looking for oh yeah agonizing it is completely agonizing and all these companies these huge monster companies pepsi coca-cola starbucks they're, they're all the brands i mean really the unilever i mean they have dove ben and jerry hellman's they're all under you know these big giant windows oh we can't we have to stop the hate we can't advertise okay all right go ahead it's your money do what you want but it's an amazing time to be alive, isn't it? I can't, I, it is. It really is an amazing time to be alive. And when you see these companies just think that they're jumping on the bandwagon, they were going to, they were going to pull the plug anyway. They're right. They've, they've got to cut their advertising budget down. Times are tough. We're in the, we're in the pandemic still. So, Okay. Now, you'd find that weird because more people are using social media than ever. So you'd think you'd want to get your product out there. <clears throat> you would think that, wouldn't you? But not. Not if there's going to be hate out there in the world. No. Not if there's going to be racism out there in the world. No. Until we stop hate for profit, we're not going to profit oh we're gonna profit i mean sure <laughs> silly i mean we still want to profit <laughs> oh we still want to profit but we don't want to profit and pre we want to be able to pretend that we don't want a profit <laughs> oh. yes agonizing at least under armor is saying that uh, they're canceling their $280 million partnership with UCLA because uh, they have not been getting the benefits that they had expected. Now, that's business. I don't know that that's, you know, part of the Stop Hate for Profit campaign, but uh, it, it is not. They uh, terminated its uh, its deal with UCLA. It said that we've been paying for marketing benefits that we have not received for an extended period of time. In fact, their quote was for an extended time period. Now, uh, it said the agreement allows us to terminate. We're exercising our right. 
Now, of course, UCLA is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you thinking? Uh, they, their quote was, uh, we are exploring all of our options to resist Under Armour's actions. And I bet they are. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge chunk for UCLA athletics. Goodbye. Have a nice day. We're pulling the plug. And plus that means, I mean, all the, all the wear for all their athletic programs. Ooh, that hurts. I mean, Under Armour, uh, sponsors, 22 FBS programs, including in this story, they mentioned Auburn, Cal, Maryland, Northwestern, Notre Dame, Utah, Wisconsin. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's a big deal for these universities. Nike is, uh, you know, a big, strong, strong sponsor of many of these universities around the country. And they're already saying that they're hurting. I don't know if they pull the plug on these programs or not. Maybe they pause it. I mean, if the teams aren't going to play, maybe they say, eh, you know what, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're, just, uh, we're not going to send you all this new stuff until you start playing again. And then we can get our advertising. You'll be able to market our, our material all over again. If you're not playing, well, then, you know, there's no advertising. I, I get that. I get that. That's, that's business. That's not, uh, stop hate for profit, right? No, that's business. I mean, that's actually, uh, that's, uh, that is hate for profit or profit for hate. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what that is. That is profit for hate. And we cannot, uh, we cannot be a part of that, but, uh, never mind. They are. And we got breaking news too. But speaking of profit, uh, my man Kanye announced that uh, he signed a ten-year partnership deal with Gap. Yeezy Gap is going to be a special line of modern, elevated basics for men, women, and kids at accessible price points. It will be developed by the Yeezy Design Studio. With, of course, Kanye as creative director. And uh, it's going to hit stores sometime the beginning of 2021. And really, it's, uh, it's a 10-year partnership. I mean, this is a big deal for them, right? I mean, Gap, I'm sure, was hurting. Uh, you know, they haven't opened their books for me. And I, I've always been a fan of Gap. They had uh, uh, very little, if any, Fat guy clothing, which I was always bummed about because I love their clothing. And I always loved a lot of their uh, undergarments for females. I was a fan of that. You could go ahead and write your own jokes. But I was a fan of their undergarments for females. And so if you're going to keep Gap alive with the Yeezy Gap campaign, good. Good. Keep it going. Thanks, Kanye. All right, let's go to the break room. So remember to subscribe to Chewing the Fat, uh, this very podcast, uh, on any platform that, uh, that you like. Just uh, choose one. 
say, for example, like uh, Spotify. Let's just say you will go ahead and use that platform. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It's really simple. Let's say you're an iPhone user. Well, then you can subscribe on iTunes. It's really simple. Just subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Let's say no matter whether you're an uh, iPhone user or an Android user, you should subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Uh, I just, uh, I just posted an interview with myself and Burgess Owens, which is fantastic. He is uh, a tremendous man, and uh, I hope that he wins his congressional seat that he's running for in Utah. Now, you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. And you can follow me on Parler. Uh, you can parlay with me, which is... Uh, Jeffy, Jeff Fisher Radio on Parlor. So come on over there. I haven't, uh, I haven't done a bunch on, uh, I haven't parlayed a bunch, but uh, I will. I will. I'll get there. I promise. Okay. I promise. And remember, one of the reasons that you're subscribing to Chewing the Fat is that uh, you miss a second, you miss something. Because when CTF records, news happens. So. There's that. This weekend, I was so angry. I see a story about the diamond mine in Arkansas again. Apparently, a woman has found the largest diamond from 2020 at the crater of Diamond State Park. And, I mean, it's it's a pea-sized diamond. It's a 2.23 carat diamond. But she found it at the, you know... Crater of Diamond State Park in Murfreesboro. No, I told you I've been there. It was fine. It's nice. It's back. It's you know, it's a, it's in the middle of Arkansas. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful area. But it's this old diamond mine, and you're out there in the middle of this dirt field, and they till it, and it's raining, and it's either too dry or it's too wet, and they till, and people are out there with their wagons and they're sifting through the dirt. And we were out there one day, and I there's no way, right? There's just no way. According to the park staff, which I find hard to believe. All right. She found a dark brown gem the size of a pea. Now, could I have found one and not known what I was looking at? <laughs> Absolutely. Did I, find, did I find a dark brown piece of dirt the size of a pea when I was there? Yes. Did I save it? I don't know. We saved some stuff and it was, you know, thanks for showing up. Get out of here. So I believe, and I've believed forever, that ever so often they, you know, some guy walks out there and throws a diamond onto the dirt on the top. So somebody finds it and we get the ads. Oh, yay! Yay! Somebody finds a diamond and they bring it, you know, tourist season. People are being able to travel a little bit now. And of course, oh! That's when we found the the uh, the diamond. Now it was an Arkansas woman, so it wasn't an out of state tourist that found it. But it does keep the tourist season going for the Diamond Park, the Crater of Diamond State Park. Now, according to this story, a hundred and thirty nine diamonds have been registered at the park this year. I want proof. 
I'm sure they have it at the park, Jeff. Just go there. Okay. Now, they claim that four diamonds this year have weighed at least a carat, according to the park. Now, they say typically one or two diamonds are found there each day. Right. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. We're being had from this place. And it's still going strong, though. So if you want to take a shot to find yourself a diamond or two or a three, you know, a couple carat diamond out there, go ahead. Go on out there. Because I know, I mean, my kids have said, we should go back there. It was fun. Was it? Was it fun? As we're out there in the dirt, sifting dirt, looking for diamonds in the sun. There's a song in there somewhere for you. Somebody wants to write a song. Go ahead. It's all yours. No problem. Ugh. That just frustrates me. (sighs) Hey, we're in the break room. Let's talk a little entertainment. Uh, So Netflix has uh, added a feature. So apparently you're going to be able to remove uh, films or shows in your continue watching row. So I never thought much of it. Uh, but I guess people got upset that they would start watching something and they'd realize, eh, I'm not going to watch it. I don't like it. And then it's still in your continue watching row. So it was real hard to scroll by it and look to something else that you wanted to continue watching. But apparently some people got all wound up about it. So now there's a way for you to get rid of it. If you're, if there's something in your continue watching row that you're not going to continue watching and you don't want Netflix to tell you, Hey, it's still here. Do you want to continue to watch it? You can remove it now. So that's good, right? I guess. I mean, look, the more power you have within your remote, the better. You can quote me on that, by the way, the more power you have within your remote, the better. And have you seen, speaking of uh, technology and where we're headed, you know, we talked about this uh, a long time ago here at The Blaze, and we're still, I know that Glenn, uh, I, re- I remember having conversations with Glenn about, uh, you know, future of, of television and entertainment and, and what's coming and how what, he's, what he wanted to do originally at The Blaze. You know, and uh, one of the things that Tony Robbins has developed now, this He's calling it the virtual 360 interactive experience. It is really cool. Uh, He's got these giant screens. He's partnered up with Zoom. So it's more than, you know, 20 people or the 100 people that you have. He's going to have thousands. I think his original plan is 10,000 now, where he's going to have 10,000 people up on these giant screens in a, you know, in a 360 uh experience and he's going to be able to touch someone on the screen their picture not really touch them and then that picture gets larger so he can talk one-on-one with that person incredible incredible we i remember talking to glenn about creating something like this a hundred years ago and it wasn't a hundred years ago but uh you know we still we want to be able to uh uh you want to be able to purchase things anytime the more power you have in your remote, the better. So if you were able to watch a, a, a program and watch it from camera two instead of camera one or camera three and four, the ones that I'm wanting you to watch it on, 
man, I, let, I mean, I'm all for it. Let's do it. I want to do it. I want to experience the shows and films and movies from all the directions, all the angles that I want, right? I want to do that. So the more power that you have in your remote, the better. <laughs> Did you see the video of the guy swimming in the Bass Pro fish tank? How many times? How many? Who among us hasn't wanted to jump into the Bass Pro fish tank and you know just go for a swim? You're warm. It's hot. It's a hot summer day. You're living in oh I don't know. Let's say Louisiana, and uh, you decide you know what I'm gonna go for a swim in the uh, in the Bass Pro fish tank. <laughs> if you haven't been to a Bass Pro. I mean, what are you, what are you doing with your life? But, uh, if you go there, they've, you know, obviously they have stuffed animals everywhere and, you know, just like Cabela's and they've got, you know, the giant fish tank that, you know, these giant fish are swimming in and, and even really little fish, giant fish and real little fish. And, uh, so this guy decides that he's going to go for a swim inside the, uh, inside the tank apparently you know he left behind his mask and his hat and he jumped in and went for a quick swim of course it was videotaped for uh you know for social media and he does a lap and the fish are just you know hey what's going on well, he's got all his clothes on he didn't get naked or anything it wasn't like he you know went skinny dipping in the bass pro tank although that is going to be what's next i guarantee that's gonna happen uh now and then uh and he left and according to the store, they've got to empty out the tank, clean it, refill it again. Uh, you know, because of possible contamination they left behind. Okay, really? Really? Do you have to? Is that absolutely necessary? That you're going to have to completely empty the tank and spend hundreds of man hours taking care of the fish and cleaning the tank? And, you know, okay. All right. Fine. No problem. So they didn't catch him right away. I mean, he just left and, you know, they filed a complaint with the police. Well, he has been found and arrested. Apparently he, you know, of course, you know, the criminal always returns to the scene of the crime. And, uh, he, uh, he goes back into the store and that's when he was arrested. So, uh, and it's not like, you know, look, is he going to get in trouble? Probably he's. Uh, he was arrested and charged with simple criminal damage to property. Now, simple criminal damage. Let's see. We'll see how much Bass Pro says that it costs them to empty the tank, clean it, and refill it again because of the possible contamination. We'll see how much they charge of on that. It might, uh, you know, up the charge a little bit in front of. We'll see what the judge has to say. <laughs> but he start, definitely started a trend, right? I mean, we're going <laughs> to do the Bass Pro Challenge. I am in love with that. That's what I want from now. I want the Bass Pro Challenge. You can tag me. Hashtag Bass Pro Challenge. Hashtag Chewing the Fat. You can do it with your clothes on or clothes off. Clothes off preferred. And that, you know, that's the new challenge from uh, chewing the fat. Now you got to do it now before Bass Pro catches on because Bass Pro and Cabela's, and I guess we could have the Cabela challenge as well. Uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to 
put nets over and they'll have armed guards and you'll be able to, you know, you'll be shot on sight uh, if you, uh, you know, if you attempt it. So you got to do it quick. (laughs) I want that to happen desperately. But on the other hand, no, don't do it. I don't want anyone to do it. It was just a joke. And, you know, forgive me for even thinking of such a horrific thing to do because if you were to do that then you know bass pro or cabela's would have to empty out the tank clean it refill it again because of possible contamination you left behind and we cannot have that i don't want any of you to get charged with simple criminal damage like uh, the man was charged in Louisiana. So I don't want anything to happen to you like that. I do not. You hear me? I do not want you to do the Bass Pro or Cabela's challenge and go swimming in the tank. I do not want that to happen. We clear? Okay. Okay, now this could happen uh, maybe coming to the U.S. I mean, because everything that happens in uh, in Europe comes here, right? So they've got this giant half-inch long blood-sucking fly. It's a, you know, it's a horse fly, really. And they're invading the United Kingdom right now. I told you. I, I told you there's another story about the monkeys attacking attacking people in i've got to find that story now the the monkeys are attacking people and i told we talked about it before it was happening now it's getting worse okay these monkeys in thailand are seriously uh, attacking people they're hungry they're sex crazed and don't forget that you know they're normally fed by tourists and now there's no tourists so they're getting violent and they're taking over old buildings. People are trying to feed them junk food. That's not enough. Now they're coming down off their sugar high from the junk food. And they're going crazy. They're breeding because they got nothing else to do. They're not eating, so they're breeding. So we're getting more of them. I'm telling you, and the animals are starting to attack the people. And it was predicted here on this very show that it would happen. Okay. And now we've got giant horse flies in the UK that could be coming here. They could make it across the ocean. You never know. They could get up into, they could be flying. They could hop on us, hop on a little grain of sand from the Saharan sand storm from another one. And they might even already be here. They might've hopped on a giant sand crystal from the Saharan desert. And now they're here. And now we're going to have giant horse flies attacking us watch out man apparently some people are they're requiring hospitalization they're requiring antibiotics (laughs) they're getting infections i mean be careful that's all i'm saying be careful the giant horse flies could be already here last week I went, I was reading this story about, uh, uh, 
dangerous creatures on earth you know the creatures that you don't want here on earth and there was part of the story that talked about a giant bat and i thought those can't be real right these giant five foot bats especially after you know we've had all the stories about bats and people buying and eating bats and bat soup from china right and so now that I can run across another story that talks about these golden crowned flying foxes and what they are, are massive bats with fox like faces. They're about five. Their wingspan is five and a half feet. And there's a picture of it. of this. <laughs> If, if an animal or whatever you want to call this thing is still on the planet it can go extinct we need to make it extinct right now i don't care take a picture and that's what we have i want these giant bats i want them extinct i want oh no darn the look i wish what are you telling me that those bats are extinct from the philippines oh no oh no darn the i mean it is and you see one of these things hanging under the overhang of your house you are gonna freak out and here in america they will go extinct because people will shoot them dead and speaking of dead and sad news actually um another another man steve bing committed suicide jumped off of his uh jumped out of his building 27 stories now what makes that even sadder is that it's believed that he could possibly be part of the you know jeffrey epstein bill clinton world where his suicide wasn't really a suicide now he was uh the former husband of elizabeth hurley and plenty of the families have uh you know really denied this altogether uh one quote said that uh seeing the ridiculous posts with quotes like all roads lead to Epstein and Clinton body count has provoked me to speak out in defense of my friend. Okay. Well, good. Uh, that's great. And you should, but does that make it any less believable? I don't know. The story about Steve Bing is really sad since his girlfriend, you know, OD'd a year ago and, and his life was, you know, in turmoil after that. He's this billionaire guy and uh, he's doing all this stuff in Hollywood and yet he's just in despair because of his, uh, the death of his girlfriend. Just incredible. And, you know, he's got kids and family with the ex-wife and everything just, you know, piles up. But... If you're in that Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton window, be careful. Be careful. Download and subscribe to more content 
at theblaze.com slash podcasts. We do have some brand new news. It's not breaking news, although we can call it breaking news if you want. But it is uh, it is new news in the Operation Varsity Blues. Operation Varsity Blues. Um, Lori Laughlin and uh, Massimo Giuliani have resigned from the Bel Air Country Club. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know how they're going to get by, but uh, there was uh, there was a big deal uh, over the decision to suspend them. Uh, and then they wanted to reinstate them and... <sighs> The board of directors at the Bel Air Country Club has unanimously voted to suspend Lori and Mosimo. Uh, I know it's sad. Sad news. It's sad news. Now, the suspension apparently gets lifted uh, when they serve their time. So, once they've paid their due to society, they can get back into the country club. It, when they walk in, though, it'll be, oh my gosh, there's Lori. How dare they come in here? Oh my gosh, did you see Lori and Mosimo at the Bel Air Country Club today? I can't believe they still come here. They still want to show their face here. Well, honey, they're dues-paying members to the sun. I don't care. I don't care. It's This is, this is the Bel Air Country Club. Okay? This is the back. The BACC. <laughs> so... I mean, life is, life is tough. Life is tough. And there'll be more breaking news and new news as we continue on because Operation Varsity Blues isn't over. Cannon. Tonight's episode, Varsity Blues. So we have reached a milestone in the coronavirus numbers. We are over 10 million cases worldwide now. And we are over 500,000 deaths worldwide uh, in the the battle against coronavirus. Very sad. Uh, Here in the USA, and I haven't given you these numbers in a while, but here in the U.S. we now have, uh, you know, I mean, it's big news. The numbers they claim are climbing, and the numbers are you know, climbing in some demographics and, uh, you know, less people are dying here in the U.S., but, you know, we've all freaked out and we have to wear our masks and don't go outside of your home unless you're wearing a mask. Uh, 2,652,334 total cases in the U.S. and 128,557 total deaths here in the U.S. of A. Let's go down and see how China is doing. Are they hanging in there? I mean, they've got, those numbers are climbing worldwide, so China is still... <laughs> I haven't given these numbers. It feels like in forever. And China is still in the 83,000 window. 83,512 total cases in China. That is amazing. Now, they do show 12 new cases listed in China. So, I mean, they're still still hanging tough. 
That's just incredible. How can we believe anything that comes from them? But we do. We do. And now the TSA checkpoint numbers, as long as we're looking at numbers, they, uh, well, well, okay, so we're up over 633,810 yesterday. So we're, you know, people are starting to travel a little bit. Uh, we're back one of the last four days, one, two, three, four days. Uh, three out of the four have been over 600,000. And then out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days, one, two, three, four have been over 600,000. So, I mean, we're back, I guess, is the, is the two words we're looking for. Now, Boeing is starting to, you know, they want 737 MAX back in the air. I mean, wow, that's been grounded for 15 months already. Wow. So they're supposed to have test flights starting today. Uh, if you're listening live to this podcast, it's uh, the 29th of June, 2020. So they've, uh, they're, they're supposed to be testing, uh, testing the flights starting today. Uh, supposed to be doing flight maneuvers and intentionally trying to trigger the automated, the automated stall prevention software system that malfunctioned in both the crashes so i mean good and i hope this works and gets done but who's flying Six thousand people are going through the turnstile which is nothing nothing sorry to disappoint you but it is uh nothing so, I mean, they're already saying, I mean, travel. We're already starting to restrict again. Are we going to go into another lockdown? Very possible. Another complete lockdown? Very possible. And Europe is already in another lockdown. You know, they're already trying their bubbles and whatever they want to call it. Other countries are hurting. Thailand is still hurting. They've got monkeys attacking people. Monkeys are so hungry. All they're doing is having sex and making more monkeys. So they're eating each other. And they're eating people and they're attacking people. That's happening. Animals are attacking. Horse flies are jumping on grains of sand to come to the U.S. Murder hornets are jumping on whales' backs and swimming to the U.S. and landing up on the West Coast. It's incredible how these animals are all attacking the world because of the coronavirus. So be careful out there. Gun sales through the roof. Gun sales are through the roof, especially this story is based out of Chicago and out of Illinois, the Illinois area, Elgin, uh, where people are waiting, uh, you know, longer than they were told they were going to have to, to get their guns. But then we have news. I mean, gun sales are through the roof. And then we have news where Remington is, you know, looking to go bankrupt again. And that is just incredible. So they're looking to be, uh, I guess, the Navajo Nation is going to attempt to purchase Remington. I mean, remember Remington, I, they are in big trouble because of, well, you know, gun sales, obviously. But they're in the lawsuit litigation surrounding Sandy Hook Elementary School. That is still ongoing. They've had uh, they, the Sandy Hook Elementary School in uh, Newtown, Connecticut. The families of the victims sued Remington in 2014 
in 2014, claiming the firearms manufacturer should be held at least partially liable for the massacre because it made and marketed the gun used in the murders. Wow. And both sides are currently preparing to go back to court next year. Next year. Wow. That is amazing on both sides of that. How we're allowing these families to sue a gun manufacturer. Your guess is as good as mine. Your guess is as good as mine. And I feel horrible for the families of Sandy Hook massacre. And, and, you know, there's no, there's no words that can describe how they feel. And, and it just, there just isn't, but it wasn't the gun manufacturer that did this. It just wasn't. And to be allowed to sue them. Wow. Wow. You know, before I leave, let, did you, have you seen the video? And I, I, I shared it on Twitter from the villages where they are doing a Trump parade in their golf carts. And the anti-Trump crowd is amazing as they are shouting and yelling and going crazy against the, I mean, they just, hate Trump and they hate the villages. Why are they even live there? Some of the interviews of these people are amazing. And I just, uh, I, I'll play the audio for you uh, on Wednesday. When I do chewing, you got, you have to see the video and you have to hear the audio. I'll play it for you on Wednesday. When I do my chewing the fat segment on Pat Unleashed, cause it is incredible, but it does bring to mind. Cause well, there was a story about Joe Biden that got me thinking about Joe Biden and the villages about how he, uh, his, uh, his, his, uh, nonprofit that was for cancer, you know, his cancer nonprofit, the Biden cancer initiative, uh, shut the doors down. Uh, and apparently they paid millions of dollars to all the executives before closing down. Now you can't expect people to work for the nonprofit for, you know, nothing <laughs> i mean that's just silly so i'll leave you this and get let it go ahead and let this uh, earworm get in your head today as i was thinking about the villages and joe biden the villages america's friendliest hometown the villages america's friendliest hometown and so if you think that that's not joe biden <laughs> and it's just some other drunk guy that kind of looks like joe biden you are sadly mistaken 